Hey guys, Kurt here from the FGCast. Are you looking to take your gaming to the next level? Well, the District Company at 305 South Barstow Street in Eau Claire and 313 Main Street in Menominee provides a fun atmosphere for social gaming and a flavorful soda lounge for friends to meet up and sample over 150 flavors of glass bottled sodas. They provide a unique atmosphere that is unlike most gaming stores. Social gaming is the concept of playing against real people often face-to-face and removing the layer of anonymity introduced by playing behind your computer against a stranger. Instead, our social gaming atmosphere fosters a sense of fellowship and instead, their social gaming atmosphere fosters a sense of fellowship and competitive gameplay for all games, including trading card, trading card games, board games, miniature games, tabletop games, video games, console games, and more. So what can you expect when you go to the district company? Want to play a board game? They got you covered. They've got all kinds of board games to play there for free. Okay? You just got to ask to play. And if they have it open for you, it's yours. Okay? But they also, they've got a couple of other cool things as far as tabletop games go. You want to take it home try it out for yourself? You can rent it. Okay? It costs about 2 to $3 a day, depending upon the game. And you get to bring it home and rent it out for as long as you want, as long as you pay that money for the day-to-day rent. Also, if you decide to buy this game, you can actually do a basically a rent-to-own. So whatever money you've put towards renting the game, you can actually put it towards your purchase if you decide to buy. Also, what they do is they also like to buy and sell used games. So you got that little that Dominion that's been sitting on the shelf a little bit too long and you want to spruce it up and you know sell it for something different, you can. And they give you competitive pricing. Another way you can have fun at the district company also, you want to do some online gaming, they got you covered there too. With a bunch of a bunch of computers for you to choose from. You can sit down, log on, and only cost about $3 an hour, or for five hours it's only $10. So you can do all that awesome online gaming. If you want World of Warcraft. If you want to play some League of Legends, you are covered. Want to play some console games? They got you covered there too. They have the Xbox 360, PS4, PS3, the Wii U, and the Wii. Lots of console gaming to be had, and all for free. You want to do some role-playing? They got you covered there too. They got a nice war room in the back too that you can reserve for free. Or if you want to throw a party, heck, pay a little bit of money. They'll throw in some food and throw in some other little goodies for you. And you can, you can role-play to your heart's content. Hungry or thirsty? They got you covered too. Just like I said before, with over 100 bottles of soda, you are covered. You'll never be thirsty again. And with some delicious food on site, they've got you covered for all of your needs. You don't, No need to go to McDonald's for that run. You've got it all right there. They also buy, sell, and trade card games like Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, Dragon Ball Z, and so on. So you're looking for a good time? You're looking for some social gaming? You're looking to get you know make new friends and find new games that you'll find exciting? Come on down to the District Company in Eau Claire and Menominee and get your game on. Or, like we like to say, get your MF game on. All right, thanks for listening. Back to the show. Kurt. 
We are joining forces once more, and this is the MFGNU Helpathon 3000 cast. Yes. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> We're here to talk about what we did for Extra Life, if you guys didn't know already, but if you've been listening to both of our podcasts, of course you already know what, what's been happening. So, But we're going to tell you a little bit about more about how our days went. Now, the first thing I want to kick off with is we succeeded very well. We were hoping for a team goal of 1,000. We broke the barriers, we got it, and then some, which was awesome. And we actually even saw, like, as of even, like, last night, a few less people were, like, straggling in, donating a few bucks. So for everyone that gave to us, we want to say super huge thanks. Yes, especially to the people in the game room who are also the workers. They donated, too. A huge thank you to them. Mm-hmm. Same, same on our end, too, because uh, I'd like to say that when we first kind of started at, at our local game store, I was kind of a pussy, and I will say that up front, just because <laughs> I was kind of like, I don't really want to bug anybody, you know? And we had, like, huge car tournaments like Force of Will and Magic and stuff like that, so there was a lot of people for that. So I have to give it up to the staff at the district company and the manager of the district company, Dustin Jefferson that actually took himself and his employees and went out of their way to ask every single person if they wanted to donate to this uh, charity. So we ended up doing pretty well ourselves. So That is very awesome. Now, this is one thing I'll say. Like, you know, I mean, we're huge advocates of the local friendly gaming score. Score, even better. Store. <laughs> and now, this is one thing that blew us away. Uh, when we got in touch with our local store, right, the game room in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right out of the gate, they were just like, yeah, sure, you can host it here. What do you need? How many tables? How many chairs? What do you like? What hours are you thinking about for the day? They were completely on board from start to finish. Now, it gets even better because on the day, they donated like some gift cards, like gift certificates and everything for the store. Nice. That was phenomenal. They gave us huge amounts of counter space for all our auctions and our, you know, raffles and everything for all the prizes. That was awesome. They were putting us up on their Facebook page. And as soon as the event was over, I come home to an email about like, hey, man, this was great. Hope everything went well on your end. Glad to hear you, you know, you hit your goal and then some. Do you guys want to do this again next year? If so, let us know and we'll already book the date in our logs. Like, they're just such a part of it. And that's great. Mm -hmm. You know? So I know you can get your games cheaper on Amazon and cool stuff, but Amazon and cool stuff is not doing this. Mm -hmm. And that was so great to have, man. I, mm -hmm. I was like, from the bottom of my heart, I was so thankful for those guys. And it was so great having not just like one or two guys part of it, but like half a dozen people at that store all on the same page, all helping out it was super great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the same thing on our end too. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. It just, it sounds like we're just basically just mirroring what, what each other's saying and what, and stuff like that. But I mean, it, it really goes to show that, you know, and we've talked about this before, too, even on, you know, when we've been talking together on previous episodes and stuff like that and whatever, that, you know, sometimes these stores, they don't really know how to do the right thing. You know, they think they know how to do the right thing, but then they don't quite go the way it goes. And then some close and, you know, some don't are not as popular and stuff like that. In the past, we've actually had that, you know, and like, you know, I feel like I'm just repeating myself, but just the detail of stuff that Dustin and his crew went to for the district company to be like, hey, you know, well, 
you know, let's, you know, get everybody involved and we'll talk with it, you know, every single person. And then, then we had, you know, like we had, we got to be on the, on, on the loudspeaker and basically, you know, give away stuff to kind of get people like, oh my gosh, we're actually giving away stuff, you know, and they got to see the games, you know, we didn't just do it in our corner. We were like, okay, Hey everybody, we're giving this away. This is what we're doing it for. You know, they actually donated seven wonders, which was awesome. So you got to take that big bastard and funk, put it on the table, you know, and have everybody go, ah, you know, and, and, you know, to see all these games that are, you know, being won and all the looks on their faces was awesome. And then, you know, just on top of that, just the, you know, the welcoming and the willingness to work, you know, with us was just awesome. You know, we're to the point where Mike will never hear this, but, you know, you know, Mike, Mike's a little more shy than I am, you know, and I, I am shy in my own way too, but Mike's had bad experiences with local game stores, so it's awesome at the end of the night and even the next morning he's like texting me going dude we got to go back there and play some games that was just so much fun i just had such a great time and you know everybody was just so cool so it's nice to have that experience yeah and that that was like one of the nice turnarounds for us because we saw a lot of faces we never saw before mm-hmm. and we did see some people that we knew from tabletop day about six months ago a lot of new faces and all these people were like coming up to us like Hey, do you guys run these events often? How, you know, when's the next time you guys are going to do this? So we just started talking amongst ourselves and be like, you know, we should try to look into doing like a gaming day. Like maybe mm-hmm. the first Sunday of every month, we just always make sure we meet up here. And as soon as we started talking about it, more people got on board for it. The owner of the store was like, absolutely. You guys just give me the day. Let me know the time. We'll, we'll work it into the calendar. Mm-hmm. And that was great that not only did we get to meet a whole bunch of friendly people, but we got people that are looking forward to the next time. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was my favorite. Now, one thing I was curious about is, uh, like, what was your big, like, was there a big hit game of the night? Like, I know you say people were playing Magic and Force of Will. Mm-hmm. Was there something you saw, like, people, like, going crazy for or really lighting up over? You know, surprisingly, no. Like, we played, you know, uh, everybody kind of played a bunch of different games. You know, we you know, we played uh, Imperial Settlers. Um, we played Pandemic. Some people played, you know, just... Other games I hadn't even heard of before, you know, they were like, oh, let's try this, you know. Um, yeah, just, there was just a really good array of, like, just everything, which was awesome, you know. It just wasn't, you know, one like, okay, well, let's do this, or, you know, okay, let's do this. I mean, we played Pandemic twice just because, you know, we hadn't played it so long, and a couple of other player people that played it with us hadn't played it at all, and they were like, oh, this is awesome, let's play it again. Okay, let's do it, you know. So it was it was cool because you know it wasn't just set to that one game. It was just like everyone's like, okay, now let's try this, you know. So yeah, uh, speaking of pandemic, we like made a pact amongst ourselves that each of us would buy at least one game, you know, to say like thank you for like my host here. Like you know, we want to get business inside the store. Uh, my pick ended up being Pandemic Legacy. Nice, because we don't own Pandemic in any form. Like we got it on the iPad. That's about it. Yeah. And uh, so we were like, all right, I mean, if we're going to play it, let's just play the most involving one, I guess. Because <laughs> <laughs> I figure with the original pandemic, there's so many expansions, this whole theory should uh, balance out, you know? Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just great to see all that camaraderie. camaraderie and, and to go back to your point of, like, you know, setting stuff up and for the future and stuff like that, we had that also, which was, which was kind of awesome because sometimes you never know what stuff, you know, because, like, you know, I told I told my wife, you know, who helped out um, that day too. 
you know, I said, you know, I don't want to feel like we're just going to do this day and then we're going to take off and we'll, you know, it'll be like, you know, like, you know, like a little leprechaun and then never see him again, you know, and, you know, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, I, that I wanted to be, you know, more appreciative and, you know, want to work with them more because I, you know, I tr- truly do want to, you know, make a community of it and, um, you know, we're both going to put this out later but I'm going to put my interview with, I actually interviewed Dustin from the manager from the district company and, and just his, just him talking about wanting to get the game community to be, you know, huge and together and at this place just really inspired me to just want to work with them more and, you know, do more down there, you know. So, you know, the same thing that you guys were talking about, we kind of talked about too, you know, where it was like, okay, we, well, we got to, you know, schedule some more things, you know, either monthly or bi monthly or something like that, you know. And then even, you know, even Dustin was like, oh, you know, I, you know, if you guys want to um, role play, he's like, I've got a war room back here. It's a nice little room. You can, you know, kind of be away from everybody. You can, you know, run an RPG. And he's like, if you'd like to, if that would be awesome, because then it could be us. And then uh, me and my, me and my fiance would love to play with you too, you know. So it was nice to get that that sense of community where it's just like it, everybody wants to do this and it's not just, Oh, we're doing this one thing. Oh, we're on this, you know, one thing, you know, it's, it, it actually is like everybody wants to be a part of something, which is great. Yeah. I mean, that is definitely awesome. Like, um, see the one, I think one thing that, uh, really helped out on ours was, uh, so I, I kind of lucked out, uh, like about a month or two back, I was able to get a copy of code names as was another friend of mine, and that game was in play from start to finish on the day. Nice. And because it's a teamwork game and there's a lot of laughing and everything, I think that was something that helped bring everyone together instead of just, like, I win. Yeah. Or, you know, like, I'm crushing you in this game, there's nothing you can do. It was nice having, like, that fun style laughing. You know, like, you always heard, like, you know, it's like, oh, man, like, why would you think I would say that word with the clue pumpkin or like whatever from this table? And it was really fun. Like it was great walking by and every so often you would just see people go like, how do you link these three words together? Like just (laughs) come on. (laughs) Um, One, one thing that was really fun too was, um, you know, I I mean, as, as we spoke many times before, I'm a huge fan of wrestling. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think one of the greatest games I've played in a long time is uh, the Luchador Mexican uh, wrestling dice game. Yeah. You know, especially because it has that ring and the standees and everything. We broke out that game and people were losing their minds. Like, (laughs) they, because they saw the ring and they saw the figures and they heard people like chucking dice and, you know, like talking shit and everything. And they were like, what is this? What is this? And they kept coming over and we actually, and it comes with little titles. Nice. And uh, we saw, like, the World Heavyweight Championship title exchange hands multiple times throughout the night. So we were referring to, like, you know, the, the uh, extra life as, like, the pay-per-view and stuff like that. Nice. And, um, that, like, that was another thing because there's, like, tag matches. You can do a tag match option and everything else in that game. And it was great seeing people cheer when people were getting pinned. <laughs> you know, like gathering around and it's it's it was really like I love seeing that stuff, man. It's so good. You know, just seeing people enjoying themselves on such a level. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean don't get me wrong, I'm sure like, you know, like when people know that they can uh, win win prizes and all this other stuff, you know, that kinda helps too. Yeah. And uh, 
but yeah, I mean, it, it was just such a good time. And like, I'm already jonesing for like a new event. <laughs> you know, like I'm going to have to like start making up reasons for stuff. It's like, oh yeah, it's, uh, you know, Eskimo Awareness Month. We got to get together and game. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's cool because, you know, the, it seems like, you know, these, these uh, local game stores are, you know, they're into it because they do the same thing on a, you know, weekly basis. You know, I have to find a way, you know, other ways to get people in. You know, it can't can't always just be, you know, magic tournaments and whatever. You know, they've got to spice it up to get, you know, some other hardcore gamers and, you know, and uh, and you know, and newbies in too. You know, so. Now um, you mentioned something a little earlier. And uh, I, I want to get into a little bit of gaming goodness on this. Uh, you said that people were playing Force of Will. Yes. How big is that game out there? Well, it must it must be huge because well, I don't know. It was so hard to tell because seriously, we were promised a, a table out front for like the games and then the podcast stuff, and which we never even did because it was just so crazy in there. And then we were promised two tables. Well, we only took up one table, and the rest was taken yep. up for all of the card gaming. So at at one point I had no clue. I was just like, you know, I could have went around and looked, but like I didn't want to get up from my table and lose it, you know. So I just <laughs> want to be like, I have to go to the bathroom. Somebody stay here for a second, you know. Run to the bathroom, go to the bathroom, come on back, you know, that kind of thing. So I think it was more magic than anything, but I'm sure Force of Will was just as big because they had they've had as far as I've seen from their Facebook page, the the game store that we have, they have those at least you know, once every couple of weeks, so, so it's got to be pretty big down here, so. I was gonna say, when you get up from the table, you have to, like, leave a crash test dummy with your sweatshirt on it <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh man, I think Kurt's not enough. off, he's, uh, <laughs> he's just hit the table pretty hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Kim actually picked up his starter set of Force of Will. Yeah. And it, it falls into that category of, I don't like how much I like it. Uh, nice. You know, like, what, what would you say is the easiest way to describe it? An easier way to play Magic. Oh, nice. It, 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 I think it's more, uh, easier to learn, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you don't get mana screwed, too. Nice. They have, like, their own separate deck, like the Magic Stones. Nice. You use to summon your, uh, characters. You just have that separate deck, and then every time you can just tap your, uh, ruler just to get those stones perfect yeah i like that and what's pretty snazzy is um now magic has crafted you know their own worlds and ideas and characters um this game instead of going oh let's try to compete with that Mm -hmm. and trying to make up their own world that's better or whatever they just said f it and they went for literary and historical figures so there's like now granted a lot of times because it's Japanese influence game, it's like, oh, check it out, uh, Beethoven, except it's a cute anime chick. <laughs> and, you know, like, here's, uh, you know, like, here's Genghis Khan, but it's a cute anime chick, or whatever. <laughs> but, so there's, like, all these historically, there's, like, Vlad, uh, Vlad Tepes, there's, um, even, like, the fairy tale, Snow White, yeah, like, Snow, Alice uh, Wonderland, uh, the Knights of the Round Table, nice. but they're all undead. Oh, yeah. Nice. Apparently they were wiped out or something, um, <laughs> And the other pretty cool concept is they have these, like, ruler cards that um, you can, like, tap to draw, like, a mana card, basically, or, like, use their abilities. And then you can pay something to flip them, and they become something else. Like, you know, they become an actual creature, 
and have their own ability, you know, like new abilities and they can fight. And it's pretty nice because there's a lot of thematics where it's like, this card does this, but if your ruler is so-and-so, now it also gets this. Nice. So I like that, um, you know, instead of like trying to compete with magic, they're just like, you know, fuck it, you be the ruthless hardcore OP, everything kicks ass, like, you know, in this game, I noticed the garbage cards are still good. You know, like, when you get a pack of magic cards, and you get that four mana, and use a two four, and you're like, okay, well, I'll use this to, uh, you know, clean out underneath my fingernails, because this card will never be used in anything ever. Like, the forcible cards seem a little more balanced. Mm-hmm. And plus, I mean, like, uh, I, I dig, like, anime-style art, so, like, the art works out well. And they're, like, foil premium rare cards or whatever look berserk because it's, like, force of will and, like, gold emblazoned letters on the side. There's, like, a golden inlaid pentagram or, like, magic circle. It's like, holy shit. So, like, when you get these rares, I mean, we got one. We're like, oh, my God, this thing has to be worth, like, 30 bucks. We look online, like, $2. Okay. (laughs) But what's nice about that is if you wanted to get four of them, you're only spending eight bucks instead of the, you know, like... Uh, we were at a store and this guy was like, yeah, you can actually make a really competitive deck for like tournaments for like about $80. Nice. And meanwhile, like in Magic, like $80 will get you a decent deck, but you better hope that you get that made before the next set comes out because otherwise you just write back to being screwed. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So I was like, I kind of like that, you know? Yeah, I like that too. It it kind of levels the levels the playing field. Yeah, it, it's and it's it's nice because like uh, I I gotta admit, man, with that new magic set, that Zendikar block, I've been missing magic <laughs> like nice. bad. Like I'm like, I'm like, oh man, you know, I can probably sell my couch and TV and get some <laughs> cards, and maybe if we we uh, take on a tenant, I can uh, buy some more cards. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you kind of got to do that for magic. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, we had um. They had that magic tournament at our, at our, you know, Extra Life game day or whatever. But they also did, after they were done, uh, some of the other people had their own draft. And one guy actually pulled from one of the decks. He actually pulled a $60 land card. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's just, like, running around the store like, Woo, look what I did! You know, $4 pack and got a $60 card. I, I heard in that new set there's some lands that are going for as much as 150 That's so ridiculous. So one of the guys that works there, um, in the morning, he like you know he did a coffee run. So I was like, all right, you know, I'm gonna to thank the guy. I was like, I'm gonna buy a pack of cards. I just want to open them to get that that Jonesing, mm-hmm. you know, like get that residue in my hands. <laughs> and then I was just gonna hand the cards off to him. And uh, so I got two packs. You know, um, I open up the first pack is like you know kind of cool, whatever. And then the second pack, I got one of these planeswalkers, and he's like worth thirty five dollars. That's awesome. And I was like. Okay, and the guy's like, yeah, definitely hold on to this. You know? And I'm like, okay, well, in that case, I'll hold on to this, and here, you take all of these. And he's like, what do you want for them? I'm like, you got me coffee for it. It's totally cool. And then what was great is um, later on in the day, like somebody, like somebody, I told somebody I got that card on a pull, and he was like, oh, that's awesome. You know, I, I'm, I'm looking for one. I'm like, it's yours for 20 bucks. Because <laughs> that just went right back to, you know, the charities. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, I'll do it. And I'm like, sweet. You know, like, I tripled <laughs> up and, you know. Got a little more towards donations and everything, yep. so that was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like uh, those games are fun, but oh man, gotta yep. be careful. Oh yeah, for sure. That's why. That's why I don't play Magic right now. I don't have enough money for Magic. You know, I, 
it's like not playing magic is like the worst and best thing you can ever do oh totally <laughs> yep yep and, that, and that's funny too because mike's mike keeps saying yeah we should play it again i'm like no i don't know if i want to <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to get back into it you know i start you itching myself like ah. sorry plus the will i think like get, would give you that itch and like uh we we went on cool stuff and we got like 50 something cards uh in our cart for like $30. Nice. It's even more. It's yeah. like 72 cards. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because so it's like... So it's like, if you, if you... I think Force of Will, like, for that itch of magic feel, mm-hmm. definitely, like, try that one out. And yeah. I think, like, yeah. It's a pretty sweet deal, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It, funny... Okay, we're, I'm veering off, but I'm going to say it anyway. But I just learned today that because... Um, Fox Studios won't allow um, Marvel to produce the Fantastic Four Legendary Pack for the Legendary game. That wow. that uh, that pack is going for like over a hundred dollars now. If you have it, wow. it's friggin' ridiculous. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, because they won't. Fox won't give them the license, so they can't make it anymore. So now it's rare. That's so <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of you see that. That's one thing um, I gotta say. Like with so many board games, I think. That's like the biggest thing that kind of makes me buy games that I may not have even opened yet. Mm-hmm. It's that knowledge of, yeah, but if I don't get it now, I may never be able to get this. Yep. And it's so weird because like video games have, have you know, you look at a lot of those retro video games, right? And I was actually thinking next year of bringing a couple of like my old 8-bit Nintendo mm-hmm. and like Genesis or something like that and even like auctioning off those mm-hmm. just to see. Yeah. And it's weird because like, you know, you get these old games and like they're worth like $100, $150. But like, you know, nowadays, like, you know, Disguise 5 came out. If you went to your store and they didn't have it in stock, you're like, fine, give me a PlayStation point card. And you just download it and then you got it on your, mm. you know, your PS4 forever. Yeah. And I'm like, it's so weird that board games, like, if they're not out, the company might just be like, eh, no, or, like, lose a license or, yeah. you know, break the deal with their publishers. And it's like, like, say, for example, like, you know how Stronghold is remaking the game Stronghold? Oh, yeah. Like, how long was that out of circulation? Yeah. Before Stephen Bonacore got that again? And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's just like, you know, like, oh, do you like the game Kemet? Yeah, it's really fun, right? Yeah. You can never buy this. <laughs> yeah. I have it and you never can. How great is that? It's like, that's awful. <laughs> yeah. This is the terrible thing you're saying to me. Yeah, yeah. Why, are you, why are you so happy? Yeah. Like, Everybody should want every, should have every game. That's what we should have. Yeah, right? It's, it's like, uh, that's why I, the, the other thing I've started to become more of an advocate for is uh, get a gaming group and uh, just make sure at least one person in your group, like, you know, any game you guys like, make sure at least one person buys them. But make sure it's the cool guy not the guy that you hate or that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No kidding, right? Oh, I have to I have to play with Phil again. Great. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that you say that because um when we were at Gen Con, we were looking at the Mayfair Games area and they had a whole um bookshelf and then two like stand, free freestanding bookshelves or whatever of uh um of what what do you call that not published games anymore or whatever games that are not oh, like the discontinued yeah the discontinued ones yeah and like so me and Tracy were just looking through like oh my god games that no one else has you know <laughs> we're just like you know 
we you know we almost bought a ton of games. We only bought one. We ended up buying uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth, which I see right now. We still have not played that damn game, but but it was just cool to be like, wow, th- there's a chance that nobody around where I live even knows what this game is all about. So it'd be cool to just be like, hey, look what I have, you know. Even though it kind of sucks that no one else will ever get to get get to have it, but whatever. You should just like next year at Extra Life auction off and go like. Bidding starts at one thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. People are like, oh, that's not worth a thousand dollars. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have a copy? <laughs> no. Then I think I set the price. That's how this goes. <laughs> you just become some evil warlord in the middle of a game. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, now, one other thing, uh, out of curiosity, is because um, you got—I know you guys got a few donations and sponsors in too, right? Like you got—you got some games for Apple. Like, who's uh, some of the companies that hooked you guys up? Well, we got—we got a basically a half and half as far as donations to us for games to give away for our do- the money that we made. We actually got um, some blogs and some game companies to both donate some stuff. And a podcast. You guys were able to uh, be super nice and send us a couple of things to give away, which is awesome. Um, also, we were able to um, get a hold of Passport Games and Mayday Games, and they were able to donate just a ton of stuff, which is awesome. Um, also, we were able to get some stuff from SO1KS Gaming. They're a gaming blog. And then uh, Tales of Cardboard Online were able to donate some games as well, along with... We also got a couple of Legends of Tabletop t-shirts from our one of our sister podcasts on the Legends of Tabletop network, and then they also donated um, one of the guys, Vince. He wrote a part one novella of eight and sent five of those for us to give away, too. Yeah, and also a big thank you to John and Vince from Legends of Tabletop for getting a hold of Adam Scott Glancy and Oscar Rios to collect money for charity to run some Call of Cthulhu RPGs and to just have fun there and to raise a lot of good money for Extra Life. So it was awesome to have them help us out in any way they can. And then also um, Alicia Matson, who did Raven's Tears, she also um, gave us a signed copy of her book to give away too. So we got a lot of different things from a lot of different people, which was just awesome. And it was cool because before in the past when we've done this, we've gotten a lot of, you know, small games, okay? It's not that it, not that it matters, you know, for the most part, you know, but sometimes it's, it's weird to be like, okay, here's a little small game, you know, here's another little small game, you know, where people, I think sometimes will look at it and be like, okay, what did you end up getting, you know, where... We were able to kind of switch off every hour, so it would be like, oh, here's here's two games and a book. Here's a big game. Here's, you know, three games. Here are three small games. Here's another big box game. So it was just a lot of good variety where people were just blown out of their minds about what they could get. And it was just, it was awesome that, that you know, we were able to have these people you know, have such big hearts that they just sent a bunch of stuff to us for us to give away. And I, I can't thank them enough. And I've, I've thanked them on Twitter. I've thanked them on Facebook. Um, I'm going to thank them here and put it on there just because I'm just so excited that they were able to help us out. What about you guys? Well, like right out of the bat, like, you know, we sent out to every company that we can get in touch with because <laughs> we were like, 
you know, if you go in a room and shoot enough bullets, you got to hit somebody. <laughs> and AEG was super quick to respond, and they sent us, like, a bushel of uh, little games, like Seventh, Seventh Hero, the uh, Love Letter, uh, Legend of the um, yeah, Legend of Five Rings Edition. Nice. You know, multiple games, they sent Cypher. Cypher. And then I was so happy that they did all that. Um, I actually picked up an extra copy of Lost Legacy. And um, I put that in with some of the AG games because I think Lost Legacy is, I mean, don't get me wrong, AG puts out a lot of awesome stuff. Like uh, they did Istanbul and a bunch of these other games. They, uh, like they did that pirate game recently, I think it's called Dark Seas or Dark something Seas. like that. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, like a friend of ours, like Charles that game, they make a lot of awesome stuff. But oh my God, I love Lost Legacy. <laughs> nice. I think that is such, I think that's the greatest blend of like, love letters too easy. I want something more evolving, but I don't want to be here for half an hour. Yeah. Like, we got 20 minutes. What can we do? Lost Legacy. Yeah. So, um, we got that. And then uh, Slugfest Games uh, sent us Red Dragon 1. Uh, the Red Dragon Inn 1. Which was awesome was, there was a guy that was there, and he was like, he was looking at the Red Dragon Inn 5, that giant Gundam box. Yeah. That has the updated cards, and like, you know, they have gold and platinum bits. And the thing, I mean, you can probably ship a Buick in this box. It is tremendous. <laughs> But it holds everything for Red Dragon Inn and everything that they'll ever make for the rest of eternity, apparently. Nice. And, um, and it even has, like, the name dividers and all stuff. And he was looking at it, and he's like, ah, oh, man, I kind of want to buy this, but it's he's like, it's a bit, because I don't actually have any other Red Dragon stuff. And I was like, yeah, I can, you know, I can understand that. And he's like, oh, but you know what, I'm going to put in for the raffle, and if I win uh, the first one, then, I mean, I should buy this so I can put it in there. And I'm like, I don't know how that makes sense, but, yeah, you should do that. <laughs> and, uh, and that night, sure enough, that's the dude that won. Nice. And um, so he wasn't there when we did the reading, but he texted me. He's like, he's like I can't believe it won. You know, dude, he's like, I got to come there. He's like, next time you go there, let me know. Because it's out in Jersey. We're on the island, you know, we're on the uh, island in New York. He's like, let me know next time you go, man. I'll catch a ride and I'll pick it up. I'm like, all right, sweet, perfect. And they also sent us a High Noon Saloon. And a friend of mine got a whole bunch of tickets for it. And I was like, please let him win because I want to play this game because it looks so cool. And because um, we made an oath amongst ourselves, like we we can donate, but we weren't gonna put any tickets in to win prizes. Even even though we were donating and everything, I know if I was at a raffle and I saw the people running and go, oh, I won this, I'd be like, this shit is rigged. Your con artists, your swindlers. Like you know, even though they're not, I would instantly assume that. You know, because I hate everybody. <laughs> no, but um. So we were like, all right, we're not going to put, you know, we're not going to do this. You know, like, if any of our friends win, fine, cool, whatever, but we're not going to enter. So I was so praying to God that he got it. And uh, some other dude won it. So as soon as he won, I went over to him, like, you're coming here in two weeks, and you're showing me how to play that, because <laughs> I want to shoot out in the bar. They, and that was really awesome. Stonemire Games was unbelievable. He sent us four treasure chests for Extra Life. Nice. Jamie Stagmire, I mean... You hear a lot of people say this guy is nice and cool and everything else. Like, him and Stephen Bonacore are probably, like, the two nicest and most sincere people, not just in tabletop, like, on Earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was it was so nice of him to send that. We we figured, just because I, like, I love, like, mental mind share of people, we figured if we had, like, four treasure chests out, people would probably only put a few tickets in one bag. Because they're like, oh, there's so many of them, it would be easy to win. Hmm. So we were like, all right, you know, we immediately got in touch with you. I'm like, dude, do you want to have one for your giveaways? You said yes, yeah. so we sent one to you, and then we gave one away online. 
but with the two in the store, and then I bought my copy so people can see it, and it was great because as soon as people picked up the gold bars, they're like, oh, this is awesome. I want this. <laughs> and um, so both the treasure chest got a lot of uh, tickets in the raffle, which made me really happy. Nice. So that was really cool, Jamie Stegmaier. One of our friends, Brian, who we always refer to as the people's meeple, <laughs> he goes buck wild on Kickstarter. He backed like five copies of Tiny Epic Galaxies because wow. at the time he was in a game group that was really interested in it. That group kind of fell apart. So when he got that game in, he came up to us and he's like, here, I got three for the giveaway. So we're like, oh my God, that's unbelievable. So again, we sent out one to you. We got one for giveaway online and then we got, we had one in the store. People were losing their mind for that because it was a <laughs> Kickstarter edition. Yeah. One of the things I was really happy for was CGE. CGE sent us a copy of Alchemist, which just came back in stock at our local gaming store. So people were jonesing to win that. <laughs> and they sent us a copy of Codenames for the giveaway. That's crazy. And it was funny because it was one of the smallest boxes. But I think it had the most tickets because everyone's like, I can't buy this anywhere. Like somebody had it on Amazon for like $75. That's ridiculous. Yeah, because people like to gouge. And, yeah. But like everyone's like, I need to win this. I need to win this. And um, so that was really good. Like, And it was so funny because as soon as you saw somebody, someone like play the game for the first time, they came over. They're like, can I get two tickets? And they would just you know, fill it out and drop it in the codings bag. So that was great. And then, um, and what was really cool is, uh, we actually had a few people, like, donate, like, some of their used games. Oh, nice. And we just noted, like, you know, like, you, you know, used by someone else, but new for you. Mm-hmm. And people were totally cool with that. They were like, hey, you know, I don't have it. I, you know, it's, it's fine. I'm going to open it when I get it, so why not? Mm-hmm. But by far, one of my favorite things was, um, I had this really, really dumb idea, and somehow people liked it. <laughs> a friend of mine got, like, a couple of those, like, little plastic divider bins. Mm-hmm. And he brought them by, and he's like, here, I know you use these things a lot. So I was like, all right. So we made the gamer kit. It was four of those things, a pack of sleeves, a dice bag, a set of polyhedral dice, um, one of our logo dice, the D6s. Um, What else is there? Oh, yeah, uh, King of Tokyo promos, because everyone knows somebody that has a copy of King of Tokyo. Yeah, a copy of Koo. And like I even put on the box, I'm pretty sure all the cards are in there. I don't really like who. <laughs> all all this stuff like that. Uh, the game store threw in a ten dollar gift card to add to that pile of like stuff and everything. Nice. And we were like, and we actually noted on like the the entry thing, like this is a really super lame idea I had, but why not? It's for charity, right? And people actually put tickets in for that. Like the people thought it was a cool idea. Yeah, that's awesome. That that's funny because that now it makes me feel dumb because all I did was just place a bunch of games around. I was like, "Hey, come get some shit," you know. Um, but no, that's a great idea. You know, it's funny because I kind of was thinking about it when we were there, and I'm like, "We've got so many Magic players. I should have just, you know, just thrown a little something together like that." You know, even if it's like you know just silly, just be like, you know, buy us buy a you know a, a you know some stupid container that's from like the dollar store or something like that throw a bunch of magic stuff in there, you know, add a bunch of dice and stuff like that and just be like, hey, this is not your run-of-the-mill prize, you know, this is something that, you know, is kind of silly but you might actually use, you know. Um, I had an idea which we, it kind of fell through just because it just, we got so busy and stuff like that, but I wanted to have like a, I wanted to have like a Nintendo quiz. I wanted to do something silly like that, so I ended up buying like a Duck Hunt shirt and a Amiibo 
and I was going to buy a couple of old Nintendo games and just be like, okay, I'm going to think of 10 questions. I'm going to have whoever wants to come up, donate five bucks, and then we'll just do a quiz. But I just, it just, because we got so busy, it just kind of fell through. And I kind of kicked myself for that because I'm like, there's, you know, there's a lot of kids that were playing, uh, um, uh, Smash Brothers and stuff like that. So I was like, man, I should have just, I should have done that. But maybe, maybe that's something I can think of for next year, you know, so. I'm sorry, man. Just get a little spiral notebook and start jotting ideas now. Hey, yep. And, you know, I mean, I, I got, I got two little, cause you know me, I love the fastball ideas. I got two ideas for you for next year. If you, uh, if you do it there again, we got some of the old magic cards, like revised and legends and all that. Nice. I mean, they're kind of like junk, common and uncommons. But I know ETH is big now. Nice. So, I mean, we can always gather a, like a handful of some of these random old cards, send them out to you. And what you can do is like put them in a pile. And for every ticket that goes into the raffle, you reveal three more cards that are in that stack. <laughs> nice. And tell people like, hey, man, you know, this, you're going to win all these cards for your ETH stuff. Yeah. And um, if you ever want to do a combination, the video game idea, what you can always do is, um, uh, oh, my God, what's it? Wits and Wagers. Have everyone chip in five bucks to get in for a game of Wits and Wagers, and you can make it like seven Nintendo questions. Oh, nice. Like, what year was the first Super Mario Brothers game? Or, like, yep. how many games has Diddy Kong appeared in? Like, you know, ask them all these questions. But make but, sure they don't use their phones, though. That's cheap. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah I would. I yeah, definitely would do that. Hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, so I was I was just gonna just read off the questions and then just have them call out their name, you know, and then I would pick them right away, you know, so they wouldn't have a chance to do that, you know. So yeah. stuff like that can be really good, man. That'd yeah, be great for sure. So yeah, it's it's just awesome to you know, because we you know we you know as soon as we were done, we were you know we sat outside the game store and we were just kind of walking to our cars and we just we stayed out there for like ten fifteen minutes, like oh, this is so much fun, we got to do this again, you know, and oh, well, what about next year, you know, and stuff like that, which is awesome because, you know, there's been times past where it's like, okay, what are we going to do next year? You know, it just seemed very bleak or now it's like, now we have something in place now where we can, you know, really build a relationship with this company and with the their patrons, so. Yeah, man, I, I'm definitely going to recommend. Now, what's the name of that game store again? Uh, the District Company in Eau Claire. Wisconsin. All right, so if you guys are within like 35 miles of the district company, <laughs> you should definitely get in touch with them, find out when Kurt's going to be running a game day there, mm-hmm. and uh, and who knows, maybe maybe uh, we'll try to still knock out some of our extra life challenges throughout <laughs> the rest of the year. A year <laughs> a year later, we'll finally play Lagrange. It'll finally <laughs> happen. When it's discontinued and worth two hundred and fifty dollars, <laughs> I finally opened my copy. You idiot! Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Mine has grease on it. For anybody that really wants to feel bad, yep, okay. I'm a slob. All right. And uh, we're also going to say that if you're within twenty five miles of the game room, because I know driving in New Jersey is like going through a Minotaur's labyrinth. <laughs> I missed my exit. I'm off by 16 miles now and uh and the thing is we're actually going to uh we're going to do our random online winners you want to be our uh, live witness to make sure this is legit no i will not do it because we're consummate professionals and always get things right on the right first try that's right all right so to simulate shaking up a bag of tickets we're going to hit the generate button between one and ten times how many times are we going to hit it for the first winner ten times Holy shit. All right. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 
nine, ten. Okay, 156 is Mike Miley. Mike Miley is the winner of Tiny Epic Galaxies. Woohoo! You're going to love that game. I love that game. Now, you know, normally you would just love the game, but it is the Kickstarter Deluxe Edition. So you're going to lose your goddamn mind for this game. You are. It is generously donated by the People's Meeple Brian. Yep, and it's got the ex- the expansion right in it. Yeah, the uh, satellites and such. Yeah, I, I still know. haven't played the satellites expansion just because I wanted to get used to the regular game, but I love the regular game, so I can't wait to do the satellites too. And you wanted to burn through those three games so you can beat us in the challenge. You damn right. <laughs> Every time you were sending those pictures, I was like, God damn it, we gotta start playing stuff. Come on, get healthy, Ken. get healthy. <laughs> All right, and how many times are we gonna shake up the bag for the second winner? Ten times. Oh God damn. <laughs> I'm going to owe me a new mouse after this. You Four, asked five, for it. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We have Robert Grosso. You have won the fourth and final Stonemeyer Games treasure chest. You're going to be enjoying some wooden logs, heavy metal ore, golden, <laughs> so heavy you can put them in a sock and beat a man to death. Totally <laughs> tokens. Yep. Throw it at so, throw it at your your least favorite person's eyeball and ruin their life forever. <laughs> Alright, so remember Mike Miley, you got Tiny Epic Galaxies, get in touch with us. You can do it on our Facebook group or Twitter at GNU Podcast. Send us a, a DM and we will let you uh, let us know how to get that to you and Robert Grosso. Yes. But uh, you have won the Stonemeyer Games treasure chest and you're going to love every game you ever use that uses upgraded bits. <laughs> So get in touch with us, and we will get these games out to you. And thank you for donating to our Extra Life team. Woohoo! What? I gotta be honest, I was kind of secretly hoping that Stephen Bonacore would have won the Stonemeyer Treasure Chest. <laughs> nice. Just so we can see how great those bits are, and then maybe him and Joni, uh, James Stegmaier could have come together yeah. to make, like, instead of a Stronghold, like, Stonehold games <laughs> nice. or something. Yeah. Imagine the, the gaming goodness of Stronghold games with the amazing components of Stonemeyer games. Yeah. Yeah. How great would that be? Yeah, exactly. I um I was able to look at the Stonemeyer games treasure chest myself and I was like, "Wow, they really put a lot of thought into it." I mean, it's crazy. The the little blue rubies or whatever, the little blue gems are amazing. The wood is is phenomenal. Of course, the gold. I mean, I'm like my wife was my wife was looking at him. She's like, "Is this real gold? This looks awesome." <laughs> if you know anyone that plays Stone Age, break these components off of them, and they will lose their goddamn minds. Nice. It, it is Stone Age uses everything. The only component in Stone Age that is not in this box is the food. Nice. You know, but oh my god, it's just so. There's something so rewarding about picking up those gold bars from the mine mm-hmm. or like the little rocks when you're doing the quarry. Oh, it's so nice. Yeah, it's so cool. And I was thinking about like we played Imperial Settlers too. I'm like, oh yeah, we can use the wood and the rocks. We can use it for that, you know, for that, you know, that'd be awesome. Or we could use the we could use the um the blue diamonds or rubies or whatever you want to call it for for Stronghold's diamonds game. You could use those instead for the big diamonds, you know? Right, make those count as ten. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I just love it. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, it's, it's like, to everyone that donated all of our sponsors and everything, this was amazing and super awesome of everybody. Yeah. When and I, and uh, I gotta tell you, Kurt, like, you know, when uh, when you sent to me, it's like, yeah, we should team up and everything. 
you know, like, because uh, even though, like, like it's weird. When I talk to you, I feel like I've known you for years. But I also realize every time I'm like, wait, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's like, all right, like, you know, like, we'll see how this works out. Like, hopefully it'll work. And, you know, like, we've just been in, like, good contact with this stuff. You know, keeping up with each other. Like, giving each other encouragement, stuff like that. We even made our challenge to each other to help donate a few bucks to each other. You know, like, in the name of fun. Which you lost. And, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah lost. that was awful. I did one challenge. Ugh. You know what's funny, too, is, is you know, I was... You know, pretty gung ho about it, but because you know life gets so busy, you know, you're like, okay, are, how many of these are we gonna be able to do? And my wife is like, which one are we gonna cross off tonight? And I'm like, sweet, let's do this, you know. So the worst was the week before extra life. Kim was like on like death's door, sick, mm-hmm. yeah. and I was like, Ugh. like <laughs> I was like, like our challenges aren't going so good, babe. And she'll be like, no, I'll, I'll play games. <laughs> and I'm falling on the floor. I'm like, yeah yeah and that was like that was like my biggest fear coming up to extra life because i'm like if i get sick what's gonna happen you know it's not like if i'm not there it wouldn't it wouldn't have gone without a hitch but i was like okay i'm i'm the one that's having all these conversations with you know the manager and stuff like that and you know mike was ready to do it but he he hadn't talked to him at all you know so i'm like what's gonna happen you know i was like so everybody that was sick i was like get away from me you know i was like I don't want any of your shit. I'm trying to be trying to be healthier. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. It's like uh, definitely. I can't wait to get uh, Mike's take on Extra Life, and uh, gotta get him on for an episode just to talk WWE 2K and everything oh, yeah. else. Yeah, so good. Definitely. Oh, and before I forget too, um, we actually had a little uh, prize pack that we wanted to give away um, online for the people that donated online and stuff like that. And we actually, um, one of our good friends of the show, Flippy actually won it. So we're sending out a bunch of games and books to him, um, whenever he contacts us. So Flippy, when you're listening to this, get online and give us your, your address so we can send you all that cool stuff. So very awesome, man. Yeah. All right, so we're going to roll out. Who knows? Maybe we'll even knock out one of the games on our challenge. Hey, maybe. Just group up two bucks at the last minute. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so sign out for now. This is Dan. This is Kim. This is Kurt. (laughs) Indeed it is. (laughs) All right, everyone, hope your extra life was as good as ours, and we will catch you next time. Hey, guys. Kurt here from Cast. We're here at our 2015 Extra Life uh, game day. We're doing it at the District Company. Um, we were lucky to have a chance to sit down, play some games, raise some money, um, give out some tickets, um, get some money for a great charity for um, the Children's Miracle Networks, and we're do- ours were doing the uh, Children's Hospitals of Wisconsin, so we just, uh, we raised about 250 260 today, and it's been great, but I'm not here to talk about that, just, I mean, I'm here to talk a little bit about that, but what I wanted to do is I wanted to interview Dustin, the manager here at District Company, and talk to him a little bit. So, Dustin, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me, Kurt. No problem. So, usually when we have somebody on, we like to talk about their gaming through the years. So, I'd like to just get your take on where you started in games and then where you came from, you know, maybe, you know, getting a game career into now that you're managing. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about that? Sure, yeah. So, um, started off as a kid, just about anyone my age and 30 mm-hmm. playing Nintendo <laughs> and evolving through that with all the Nintendo systems and 
obviously a huge, still a geek on Nintendo 64. I bring that into the store and do Throwback Thursday events and nice. we play some GoldenEye and some original Mario Kart or Smash Brothers, something like that. Nice. Um, got into Magic a ways back, probably around Ice Age, started okay. playing. Nice. Um, kind of on and off for the years. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I found my passion in games to be board games primarily. Nice. Um, so I started picking up and I, I like learning new games, teaching games. And um, sort of accumul- started accumulating my own massive collection of board games as I went. Um, graduated uh, high school, went down, studied engineering in UW Madison. Uh, graduated there, commissioned in the Air Force, and kind of jumped a few jobs around the country for a few years. And as I did that, I just kept collecting board games and meeting people and going to different shops and um, just having different experiences. And then I, I decided to separate from the Air Force, come back here to Eau Claire, where I'm from. Brought my massive collection of probably 300 games at that time with wow. me, and um, that's one of the big things I use to help seed a lot of what we have here at the district company on the board game side of things. Perfect. Um, and so, my passion for for games and also my passion for communities and and sort of the the aspect of managing and owning a business sort of led me to this particular path. Perfect. So, speaking on community, so you want to get people more involved and stuff like that. How do you go about getting more people in, not just going, okay, we've got games, here you go. How do you get people to, how do you get that draw in? Because, you know, you're going to get, you're going to get people in that are going to play Magic and all the kind of those uh, collectible card games because, I mean, that's just a big thing right now. So, how do you get, how do you get other people in that are maybe not as big into the, uh, the board game side of things or the maybe you know you have your video gamers but you know how do you get that draw in we try to do um, I really see the district company as two primary uh, really separate businesses almost okay. within one one is it's a retail store where we sell the product we sell the games we sell accessories for all the games um, but the other really big part of our business is the event venue and so really how we, we our, our model to drive more people in and towards those products to build those communities is through structuring and creating and running events that are unique that you can't do anywhere else. Yep. Um, so in particular with board games, we try to do um, every week or two a couple board game experiences. I, I brought a group in and we we catered in some sushi and I demoed and taught the game to Kaido and we got about 20 people to come in and eat sushi, learn to Kaido, play through several games and we, we do a lot of promos and giveaways where we give away a copy of the game and do drawings and things like that. We do that on a regular basis, um, emulate tabletop and other things when, when we can as well, like with Forbidden Desert where we integrate sort of shops of soda into the game. Um, little funs like that, little fun things like that to get people in. Very cool, very cool. And then also reaching out to local groups and, and things like the University of Eau Claire Tabletop Gaming Club. We just start talking about them with them okay. about using us as a venue um, and giving groups like that particular incentives to come in and we'll just get them product at wholesale costs to, to help facilitate them coming in and just help building that community around people who collect and, and kind of attract more people to those games. Yes. That and uh, reaching out into the high schools, middle schools, groups like that. Uh, we've gone and got, given presentations and brought games to some of their gaming clubs. That's a great idea because I've you know, I hear more and more and we, you know, we have friends within the gaming community and stuff like that and it seems like more people in our community have 
really like to teach, you know, which is cool. And uh, some of them actually are teachers, you know, and they'll have like a board game session with their kids. And, you know, they don't realize that, you know, a lot of what happens in board games is math, it's creativeness, you know, it's a bunch of di different things that really get them into the, into the sport of gaming, for a backup, for lack of a better term. Um, so, you know, speaking on that, you know, trying to get people in and, get, and getting stuff involved, what, do you, what are you hoping for the future for District Company? Where do you see that coming in, like, the next, I don't know, five to ten, well, I don't want to look too far in the future, maybe, let's say, three to five years. So what I'm really trying to do now is hone in and better structure that event coordination um, outreach, sort of community outreach program. I want to build a, a network of sort of community leaders or product specialists or people who can help and I, I, kind of like a, a community service sort of role where they are a liaison into each of these communities and each of the products that we have here. And they help go to the community and build that group and that that game or that aspect. They, they harness the, the passion people have for teaching games. Um, they reach it into different demographics, that kind of thing. And so creating a sort of structured program that we can bring people in to kind of better reach out into the community in that way. Um, that's one thing I want to do more of. I also want to um, beef up what we have here at the District in Eau Claire and the new one we just opened in Menominee, keep expanding the stores and actually create a network between them so that we can have sort of a competitive atmosphere. The, the grand vision of the district company is to have multiple districts that are, are all connected, we're streaming content, we're competing against other, uh, we're competing against each other friendly in one particular store, and we're also competing against other communities in different cities. Um, and so hopefully that kind of atmosphere can breed a whole new level of gaming. And I want to make it fun, too. I want to, I want to make games within the game. So make it a game for people to find the most people to play games kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, nice. um, so just sort of a snowball effect of harnessing those skills as you said that yeah, the demographic yeah. likes. Yeah, yeah. And you can and you can tell, like we've you know, we've had, you know, the time that we spent here, you know, we've been here from basically open to close and you can tell that you know, you've, you've got your, you know, kids that are five years old to, you know, you got your kids that are our age, you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, it's nice to see that balance of, you know, young and old and, you know, whatever you want to call it. And it's it's nice to get that community going because, you know, the more people you get, the more they're going to tell their, you know, tell the friends that they have and you can kind of create a good basis for it. So what you got here, you can tell it's it's going strong and then hopefully it will continue to get stronger. So. And that's, I mean, one thing, when we say community, that's something we really believe in and we want to make this a community resource in a sense, sort of like a library in a lot of ways where if you have a game or a community that you want to build and you bring it to us, we're more than happy to facilitate that, to provide you with the space, the marketing, uh, the resources, and access to the product and other resources that you need to actually structure that. We'll help you with you know, getting product in for a particular tournament if there's a game that you want to run. Um, we'll promote that for free for you, and we'll let you use our space at any time also free. Really just get people in and help them build that community if there's something they're passionate about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which is, which is great. Yeah, you want to you make it as easy as possible because even even at my age, you know, you know, I'm 
you know, in my late thirties, you know, and even even what as I come in here, you know, there's a part of me that that that's that uh, you know nervous little boy, you know, that just it's hard for me to say, hey, you know, you want to play a game, so it's nice to come in and have that atmosphere where you can just be like, hey, just come, you know, play a game, you know, don't worry about the pressures of it, you know, we're here to support you, and then in turn, your customers are going to support the company, so yeah, so it's perfect. So again, thank you, Dustin, for letting us uh, share your space, and hopefully in the thank future. Thank you guys for coming. Yeah, no yeah, problem. Hopefully in the future we can do some fun, some other fun stuff, too. Absolutely. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.